to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, the power of water on this planet, moving with the rest of the solar system, the miracle of all that. And then water life science studies. Our body is made up of water, and we forget that we are a walking tank of water, a percentage of water per organ, or you wouldn't have been born, to live with the water vapor of the atmosphere that's living with the solar system in a rhythm and a movement. How vital is that? If it's out of, it's beyond your, it's life. For all this time of the planet Earth, the education of that has been not good. And it alarmed me. I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research Center. We study the behavior of water evaporation of the human body living with the atmosphere of the water. You're like a battery. It charges. If it didn't, you couldn't, wouldn't be alive. And you came from that mother's pocket of water with that percentage of water per organ. And you come to the water vapor of the air to keep you alive from that moment on like an electric battery, like your phone's charged without the wire. But if you had a wire, it came from the stem of water at the beginning of that power plant. But because you're living with all this cell phone stuff and all this wireless stuff that is not hooked up, that's the logic that's the common sense. That's the scientific fact. It's all like electric battery. But you're identical living that way. The scientific side of life on the planet, but the real truth about it is without water on the planet Earth, you're in trouble. We're all in trouble. And water is on a crisis all over the world. We see a lot of situations and conflicts going on right now in, our, in the news and more. You hear a lot of debate going on. But trust me, it's trivial compared to the water crisis. The water crisis is out of control. Seriously, what concerns me is our everyday life is so concerned about somewhat trivial things that add up, add up, add up, that our priorities are not like our forefathers. Our forefathers made sure that when they founded a community, they wanted it to be near enough Water, way back in time. They wanted to be sure that everybody was supplied with enough water or the economy wouldn't, they couldn't do anything. But they also knew for the health issues 
I think in that era, they did it for economy, number one. Health issues, number two. But it worked way back in time, all over the world. As tribal as it seems, and probably as not getting, they didn't know a lot, the way we know so much today, but their instincts did it, to know that without the water, there'd be no life. And then they learned how to make it into a way where the economy could flow around it. But they learned with discovery, let's call it. They didn't call it science so far back. That that water would be healthier for them to be sure they were around the right enough water. Way back, they were conscious of the waters. Safety for everyone. They began to learn. They had to protect it. For a safe water, cleaner water. A water that's healthy. Every community should make that a priority. And something I will say to all of you. As much as I've been studying for over 35 years in research, I need to tell you, it alarms me when you pay from your kitchen table and the way you live in your communities, that the money they put towards from your pocketbook and your life living, where you live and how you move around, and you buy things and certain amounts of money go toward all these different directions that we're not stopping to think, oh my gosh, they didn't put that fund toward the purpose of priorities. What made them think that what was important to them was the priority of the health of the community? Now, did you follow me when I said the health of your community? I think it's time we started thinking about our children. And I watch what I do here with my studies and the people I bring on my show here. And I find myself with the children, people are forgetting that the priority on the earth should always be what is best for our children. What is the health of our children? What are we making possible for the health of our children? And I've noticed that the health education in the last 50 years got worse every year, every year. That became alarming to me. And in my discoveries, I show water wasn't the only thing they left behind many other things they left behind for the children to be healthier and all children to be the same. I often wonder when they look at a child that has to have certain things from birth. They have to be educated immediately with their habits and thinking, relationships, 
we found ourselves when we, I was studying that they don't go home drinking water like they should. It's vital to your health, number one. Drink water. Then their health education is slipped on to be healthier, to be more programmed, better habits, not susceptible to vulnerabilities to the candy bar so much, and the glucose and all the sugars and all that's out there and more. Peer group pressures, emotionally to be vulnerable, and their health was affected. But water is at a crisis all over the world. I'm not going to get into where I will I blame, but I am going to say we, at the kitchen table, all of us, should take serious. If we're going to talk about climate change, I think we'd better talk about number one priority, our water first. And without it, this Earth has to live with the solar system. And when it developed what's on this planet and began to, to develop life, slowly, carefully, with the rhythm of the planet, with the solar system, the water is a priority to everything. And when we learned the water on the planet, Earth needs it. The Earth needs it. The atmosphere needs it because the atmosphere lives with the planet Earth and they live together. You can tell by looking at the soil in different locations what's going on with the atmosphere's water vapor for that relationship with the species of the soil. Then you can look at the life of people, all life on the planet, that life of people, what's happening with diseases that are out of control. We don't hear about cures anymore. We hear about remission to get you by. To me, I'm not satisfied with that. Study the behavior of your evaporation in your body is how your body operates as a person, per person. When you're born, there are no two fingerprints alike. No two eyes alike. You're different. You even look a little different. And that evaporation of water from birth in your body living with the atmosphere and the atmosphere living with the, where you chose to live with the surface of that area. Soil is the most healthy. That's why this radio show. We need to learn to have a health Olympics together. I call the health Olympics together. Wanting to learn, wanting to discover. Listen to this show and the people we bring on, on what goes on out there, the scientists that we bring in from all over the world, physicians, scholars, from all over the world who've been studying the health and these water issues and what needs to be done. Today we have something a little different. 
We have Carol and Paul, a couple. And Carol and Paul, uh, Herndon, it's Carol Herndon and Paul Bennett, who join together with something that's fascinating. They wanted people to learn how to build relationships, husband and wife, but also is your relationship, I would bet, when we talk to them today, is inside the house when you're living with a family, your friends, your friends at work, how you live at work, how you get along, how you get behind the car and defensive driving to be courteous to other people as you're driving and that they should be a little careless at the moment behind the wheel. Maybe you'll be alert enough to assist to prevent something of you getting in a wreck or causing a wreck. Relationships are that way. What goes on out in the world, all over the world. It's good old-fashioned manners, respect, and your health. But first, we're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature of Tears Eye Mist. At the surface of your eye is 99% water. It's like a battery with the atmosphere. If it gets too dry and it starts out from birth over evaporating, living with the atmosphere, everyone does. But when it gets too dry over evaporation for you personally, that are new to eyes alike, it could cause a dry eye for vision impairment all the way to blindness for some people because of dry eye. It's, it's 100% tissue culture grade of water sold in the medical field For you to learn that just mist during the day to supplement that atmosphere is what you require. It's kind of like certain foods you need personally, brushing your teeth, drink eight to ten glasses of water to be healthy. This is new. This is a new technology on the planet going worldwide. Nature's tears, eye mist, look it up. With just a mist, all natural, healthy, safe for all members of the family, with just a mist. We'll listen to our sponsor and we'll be back with Carol and Paul. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. 
These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Cheryl and Paul, are you with us? We are, and we're delighted to be with you. Yes, hi, Sharon. Okay. Thank you. I'll tell the audience. I want to introduce you to Carol Herndon and Paul Bennett. They're married. And Carol and Paul had successful careers as lawyers and as writers. They set forward, inspired by joy, it says, and by heartbreaks of their own previous marriages, they set out to discover relationships and impact on, uh, to help other people. They founded a relationship by design. They cr- created an I want to always say design to help couples by offering workshops and support groups. So both of you have been traveling and doing something to try to bring people together. Kind of like I call the Health Olympics is what we're doing with the world. But you're trying to bring people together kind of like they would learn to be inspired by each other, educating each other, discovering with each other, but learn how to emotionally learn how to live with themselves first, of course, I'm sure, and others as well. Uh, Let's start out with Carol. Carol, um, tell us a little bit. I always get the guests to tell us about their life. Where did you grow up? How did you go to where you're at? And your inspiration today, how it got towards that? Okay, well, the short form would be that I, I grew up in a, a Navy family, traveling around the world, and found my way to law school in the 60s when law occurred as a powerful tool in bringing forth social justice. And mm-hmm. then I joined a law firm, and brought my commitment to relationships to the business world and became a a contract drafter uh, who saw the the contracts as the foundation of a successful and strong business relationship. And this is directly connected to the work we now do, which is not in contracts, but it is in the realm of creating satisfying and fulfilling and long-lasting relationships. And part of what's Mm -hmm. important there is having shared commitments, agreements. So that's Mm -hmm. how did did I end up with Paul? It's a uh, cute story, but we were 55 years old and Paul had 
recently lost his beloved wife of over 20 years, and we met each other at a huge fundraising luncheon, and I recognized him from a folk dancing group in 1965, and this was in <laughs> 2003. Hadn't laid eyes on each other in 30 years. It sounds like years. you should put that story out to Hallmark Channel. <laughs> I know, I know. Make a movie. So here was, here was Broken Hearted Paul, and I had been single, as in not married, for 12 years, but doing research in the realm of relationships, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we connected and, and fell deeply in love, and we said, well, gee, we, we, we know being in love is the way previous relationships started, but it didn't guarantee yeah. the outcome that we wanted. So we got yeah. really curious, and we found uh, a connected with a number of teachers, but the, the one that we're working with now is Lon and Sandy Golnick, who, who they started Relationship by Design out of their commitment for relationships and families to thrive. And they generously took us in and, and uh, got us growing and learning, and we became co-creators and partners. And, uh, and here we are, uh, 71 years old and thriving. We are so vital and alive that people are stunned to hear that we're in our eighth decade, if you will. And we're now, Carol, where do, where do you live, Car- Carol? Where do, yeah. We radio show talk show hosts interrupt. Uh, where do you live? We're in Bethesda, Maryland, which is a suburb of Washington, D.C. Okay, right. Okay. Now, Paul, tell us about your past. Where you well, grew I, I grew up, up actually. Got... Yes, I grew up about, uh, <clears throat> oh, about six miles from here, where yes. we're living now. <laughs> and um, In Bethesda. In Bethesda. And um, I spent most of uh, my uh, professional life... Uh, writing direct mail fundraising letters for just about any, every national environment, women's rights, civil rights group you could name. Did that for 35 years mm-hmm. and um, had, had a great life. And um, until my, my wife died in 2002. Mm-hmm. And um, so... When Carol and I uh, got together, um, which was actually at a fundraising lunch for one of my my fundraising clients, uh, thank you to that organization, um, it was clear to us with approximately 50 years of marriage behind us in total that this was not going to be a um, not going to be a cookie cutter marriage. So we got really, really curious. And I just want to acknowledge that Carol is, is a very courageous person. She, she agreed to start a life with someone who was deeply, deeply sad and deeply mourning uh, mm-hmm. for, for a person whom I continue to love. And um, she actually encouraged me to write and publish a, a book about caring for, mm-hmm. caring for Bonnie. It's called Loving Grief okay. and it's published by Larson Publications. And mm-hmm. um, so we, we just set out and said, there's got to be more to know. Mm-hmm. But what we discovered... Now, when you were a young boy, what, did you, what, were your, what was your aspirations? 
a young man. I try to bring that out with the guests before we get into the future we're doing today. As a a young man, I was uh, desperately crazy about the theater. Uh, Wanted to be an actor. Uh, Did did quite a bit of that. That's why you had Uh, a partiality toward writing, huh? I I did that too. Yes, when I uh, okay. I wanted to act in plays and write plays, and I've been writing uh, really ever since, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and mostly mostly things that were not did not have my name on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. Well, sometimes we write. I'm, I've been in it forever. Uh, you don't have to have your name on something to get satisfied where it, where it went. <laughs> No, I'm, but, um, I'm, I'm very I'm very pleased with the the impact that my 35 years of writing have had uh, on. Now on, I want to ask both people. of you, so we before we go on here now, um, with what I'm going to be bringing out on this um, <clears throat> to work with you on, uh, had both of you had either one of you had a divorce? Yeah. Okay. Yes, we have a so, total of three divorces be- between us. <laughs> okay, so be- between you, you both have three divorces. Mm-hmm. So when you found this relationship with each other that would be the future, maybe you had reached a more time of life that uh, <laughs> you're going to, I'm going to, and you wanted to, to get to know each other and interview each other <laughs> and, and really look at this like, could this be a commitment that you'd want to last and be healthy for both of you also? Am I right? Well, yes. Interestingly, uh, that happened because I, three days after falling in love with Carol, I left town for a full month. And mm-hmm. we, the first month of our relationship took place over the telephone and emails and mm-hmm. uh, letters, uh, uh-huh. and so we we discovered each other. Uh, now, what distance. year? What year was that, uh, Paul? That was in two thousand three. Okay, so the internet was out there, so you guys could communicate by internet too. Yep, we, e- we could e- email, emails, yeah, emails, yep. emails. right, yeah. But we weren't now we weren't okay into video. <laughs> Okay, now I'll tell you where I come from with this today a little bit, and kind of you'll understand some of my questions. When I was studying, I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research, and I studied the behavior of evaporation of water from the human body, knowing that when that baby is born, uh, that baby has an individuality because there's no two fingerprints alike, eyes alike, and more. And we even look a little different, but we all have a little difference in our behavior, our thinking, what we, we like, what we don't like, growing up in our home with a family. And uh, the family was not, you don't go out and interview a family. You're born into that mother and father, and you're the way you were environmentally raised, how to build relationships then. Um, now that you're doing this with the relationship of like where you're at, have you have you noticed with your discovery possibly that 
the person's background and the way they were raised inside their relationship at home is still there when they reach a certain time of life, like you two were able to match up to what you believe is a really good, healthy, long-term relationship? Well, certainly, we're all shaped by our past. And we are, our view is also that we are, we are free from our past. Uh, mm-hmm. The time when we're not free from our past is when we're not awake to, to what we're bringing in with us. Okay. When we're bringing in our past reactions automatically, uh, when we are uh, responding uh, to our partner uh, as someone who is doing something to us, but when we wake up to, to the past uh, and its influence on us, uh, we we can we can use it, and we can be free from it. We're at choice about that. Now I'm going to ask you, Paul, real quickly. There, when you said that discovery, that, that word, what they do to us, what does that mean uh, to you, Carol? When he said "do to us," what is your thinking, both of you? What does that so, mean? So what we're we're um, distinguishing here is the view of the victim versus the actor in the relationship. And when Paul does something, my automatic reaction is he's doing it to me. And then waking up and recognizing, no, he's actually not. He's just doing what he's doing. And I'm the one who's making the interpretation that it has some edge or, or impact directed at me. So you, you were, it's how you take it personally or allow him to live his own behavior and way of outlook. But you didn't take it personal at the moment. You wanted to learn more about where he was coming from yeah. and give it a little yeah. time. Yeah, getting curious is something we think of and we say a lot because getting okay. curious is a different place to come Good from than Good. blaming and, and condemning. and Curiosity, yes. Yeah, yeah. But you know, Carol, Paul, you know what it might be, too. Good old-fashioned courtesy and good manners. To give, it, to, do, to give it the courtesy. That word courtesy, way back in time. Now, you two are not far from my age. I'm 77. Um, I've been married for 56 years. Been out to the world. Studied with people all over the world, what I do. Uh, the good old, remember way back in time when we were taught to have manners in our, in our houses, in our homes with our family, to be as polite to the mother and father and polite to your brothers and sisters as you would be polite when you go to school. So and the courtesy and the good old-fashioned manners. We, do you remember in school when we used to get a citizenship grade? Do you remember that? Were you two oh, at that time? Had, I went to a Catholic girls' school. We had manners uh-huh. drilled into <laughs> right. us at all times. But, but Sharon, there's some mystery here because people have different uh, family backgrounds or different views of what manners are, and it's really quite amusing to see people amusing, but 
sad when they get serious, arguing about whether the knife should be turned this way or that, or the fork should be on this side or that side of the plate. That's something that there really isn't an objective, it should be this way, but in relationship, individuals can bring a, a locked-in view, it should be that way, and that becomes a source of... And Cheryl, upside. what I learned as a young person... Um, not that wasn't the priority, even though we did it, but and the napkin on the lap. But mm-hmm. the priority is how you respect another human being's differences in the home. Because if, if there was a higher plan on this planet, is that rearing of that childhood is going to be the format of how you would react to living with others that don't look like you, act like you have differences, and they begin to form opinions about each other and about what they want for themselves and don't want for themselves and going through different stages of life per person in the home, the mother and the father, their reactions to each other, the children, and more. That's what I was thinking, and the good old-fashioned, how you learn that inside there. And then as life came by, that we I'm finding, watching, that people have lost their patience uh, mm-hmm. with each other. And do you think mm-hmm. that's part of it? We're not, uh, and we're not curious enough to have more patience with a hum- somebody who maybe doesn't uh, live the way we want to live. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I think that definitely is happening. We we see it in. Personal relationships, uh, we see it in our political relationships, uh, an intolerance, an unwillingness to, uh, to get curious about the other person's point of view, how the world actually occurs to them. And Okay, Paul, you and, just said something there that, look, we've got to take our only break of the whole show, and we'll be back. And there okay. you did. You said something there. And please remember what you just said. And we're going to repeat it again. <laughs> okay. 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 We'll Thanks be right back, both of you. Don't go anywhere. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Did you know the surface of your eye is 99% water? That eye evaporates. And when that eye evaporates, the water on around that eye that gets the mobility and the and the lens to be able to live with the atmospheric water vapor from birth, if it should become too dry, it leads to vision impairment to wear glasses and steps into some people because there's no two eyes alike to, to going blind. Worldwide, they say it's an epidemic. It's a problem. Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the only product like it, technology, to be able with 100% tissue culture grade of water to be able to just with a mist, safe, simple, all natural, sold in the medical field. We'll listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back with Nature's Tear. I'm sorry, with Paul and, and Carol. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. 
VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Can you tell us again, if you would, for me, I stretch your memory a little bit, but you were talking about uh, something that you found uh, out there that is helpful, but... You brought up a evaluation of your own there. What was that again? That was that we lack curiosity about how the world occurs to another human being, and we see this. We see this in marriages. We see it in families. We see it in politics. We see it in business. You, the person you're in relationship with, any of those relationships, their view of the world is different from yours and it's a gift to you. We're, we, we tend automatically, we want people to agree with us, right? Oh, I must be right. She agrees with me. But what a gift to be in a, for instance, our lifelong relationship And every day, Carol brings to me a different view of the world, a different experience of reality. So when you get curious about how the world actually occurs to this other person, then you have an opportunity to grow and you have an opportunity to form a relationship which is Dramatically unpredictable. Oh, wait a minute, Paul. I think we need to tell Sharon about the unseen forces that shape all relationships. So it's, it's uh, uh, the unseen forces in the background that actually fight against the relationships thriving. And, and they are that we're, we're all kind of driven by what I want. It's, a, it's not a relational 
uh, world or place we come from. And, uh, and then we have some, we all have an idea of how it should be. Now, it's interesting, our relationship with reality is that it's, it's not as good as our fantasy about how it should be. And then we vote for the fantasy and give up the real experience of being related. So we invite people in our workshops to do something that's not ordinary, to explore the nature and design of relationship and see what's operating in the background that is actually motivating the other person in the relationship in their reactions to you. Did you have a question? Well, where I come from on that one, uh, both of you there, is um, the curiosity. First of all, you mentioned something in the beginning. I love that word. I I love love. Uh, brings people together with an emotional magic. Uh, when you study behaviors like I have forever, you can't study a molecule of water without it. But anyway, what it is, is that persons that are attracted at that moment, what is, that, what is the attraction to that moment? Uh, will it be temporary uh, how long will it last? And it doesn't have to be anything to do with a future of a sexual relationship. Love, passion, admiration, respect, making friends from with men and women. Um, and when you go out and you watch how people want to make those decisions or emotionally get caught up, and their own emotions that are fun for them, make them comfortable, and you're back to the word curiosity to them. Curiosity can be excitement. Some people love excitement. And then there's other people that are so into passion and respect dignity and a bit of courtesy just to allow a person to be who they are until you think you get to know them, who they are, and allow that. Now, where I come from on it with your workshops to tell the audience, when you're in those workshops, Carol, you were telling us that you try to bring out of the people who want to participate. Uh, First of all, the people who come to your workshops, are they people who want to learn how to be healthier with their relationships or do you usually get 75% of them where they're having problems? Which which would you think it is? I I really, we couldn't quantify it, but we know everybody who shows up is really committed to having a better life. Healthier life. A healthier life and they're clear that relationships are key to their health and well-being in mm-hmm. every domain of their lives. And when you ask, are they having trouble with their relationships, our response is, have you ever been in a relationship where there was never, ever any upset, frustration, or disappointment? Oh, no, no, no. I didn't mean that. But, but that's, I'm yeah. glad you said that because you just thought that was where I was going with it. I didn't, but I'm glad you brought it up. 
<laughs> no, I just um, wanted to make sure that your listeners know. Yeah, no, what that. I meant is, is the, those relationships, did they finally decide with this new, this organization to, to try to see if they could learn to live with each other healthier. I love the word healthy. Healthier. Mm-hmm. And yeah. remember, I've been married for 56 years. <laughs> and the other thing is, is with Bill and I, my husband is Willem. He's from Holland. Um, he had traditions that, trust me, both of you, I didn't interview. <laughs> I'm an all-American woman. He is all Dutch. I seen <laughs> him. You didn't leave the shoes at the door. <laughs> and I teased him. Here we are every year. And it's so funny, both of you. In August, we just had our 56th wedding. <laughs> well, let's just hope we get to next year. <laughs> and uh, I find myself, oh, and I have to tease you before we move on, but the audience to hear too. Uh, I'm all American. He's all Dutch. I have this, and he's got a great humor. But that's what brought us together with me to fall. I was never going to get married. And by the way, Carol, I was going to go to law school. I was never going to get married. I was going to carry my briefcase, stay single. (laughs) Anyway, um, build my career around another way, research. But back to the whole thing. You know that uh, Alexis thing that Amazon sells and they put in your house? Yes. You know what it is? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They were advertising it there for a while, and um, and I could, I turned to him one time, and he was kind of like Dutch scolding me on something. And I mean, the tone is scold. It's just his Dutch way. And he was da 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 da. And this is not. This is last year. And I turned and I said. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get those Alexis's all over the house. And when you talk to me, Alexis can talk back to you for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Carol, he said, so he said, Carol, oh, don't be funny. <laughs> that isn't funny. That isn't funny. And I said, so every once in a while, there for a while, I just did it for a short time, I said, Oh, Alexis, when you did something, I said, Alexis, what do you think? (laughs) But anyway, back to what's going on in our society. Have you, did you ever dream um, for a second what is going on where kids don't want to get married anymore? They want to live together for financial reasons too, I think, but... um, are they worried about getting married because of all the divorce that's out of control? What have you learned about that? We've heard that. We've also seen a lot of weddings. <laughs> so, so what we've noticed is that fear is present in every relationship. And it's either on loudspeaker mm-hmm. or it's in the background. But someone who's mm-hmm. afraid to make a lifelong commitment, they'll say sometimes right out front, I'm afraid to because if I do, I might have the bad experience I've seen in others or a previous marriage. Uh, We did have a wonderful couple in a workshop with us in Los Cabos, and the topic was 
fear and love in relationship. Mm-hmm. They've been together nine years, had eight children between them, and were not married. And by day wow. three of the workshop, no they idea. realized that their fear was blocking them, and they, they, they gave that up, and they planned a wedding, and they got married three days later on the beach huh? in Los Cabos. Now, I'm glad we brought this up. <laughs> that's a good, yeah. that's a, really a good story. Now, are you getting people to your workshops, Paul, with men and women and, that are worried about getting married? Uh, yes, we have, we, have, we have those. We have uh, people who are worried that they'll never get married. Or that they'll never have a relationship that's fulfilling. Yeah. So our workshops yeah. are for solos, for uh, friends, for couples, uh, couples of any kind. We had a group do it. We had a Four group. people who mm-hmm. were in long-term relationships as a, as a group of women. A group of friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, so we, as Carol said, you don't have to look very far to find the fear that is shaping your attitude toward relationships. You know, have they even ever if brought in, excuse me for a minute, but have mm-hmm. they ever bought, I have a tendency to interrupt because I think, as you say, the choice of words you use and tone. Uh, the thing is, is have you had them bring uh, any to the workshops, the children, once in a while? Oh, sure. In fact, this started out with a family orientation, so children okay. and parents came. And that okay. was really the genesis of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. We, our first workshop had two of our children come with us. It was pretty remarkable. Okay. And, that and the was reason I were... ask that, both, I say mm-hmm. that, both of you, is we're at a situation on the whole planet where the children are being affected by what's going on out there emotionally with these relationships very much affected. Absolutely. And the community, you can tell, is affected uh, by that. And um, the thing is, is the impact for people to, to, uh, with different worlds that they're living in and, and, and people who are don't have as much money in their pocket are left out to where they have to figure it out really quick um, as a child to help the mother, the father, or whatever, and then they grow up. But nowadays, it's gotten to where they're all in a classroom with the same story. Isn't that the truth? Very few in that class are not affected. And they affect each other because they're friends, too, even if the families are not having those emotional challenges. Yeah. Yeah, so your well, workshop... certainly are. We are all, yeah, we're all affected by the relationships we grow up with, and that's why we, one of the reasons, the biggest reason, why we are dedicated to having people explore what's automatic uh, and potentially destructive in their relationships mm-hmm that right. they don't actually see that they're doing that. We just want them right. to wake up. So wherever they come from, whatever their experience was in mm-hmm. their family of origin, they are mm-hmm. all asleep to the dynamics that they, they internalized in, in the workshop. Can I can say something real quickly? Don't have too much time left, but one thing about it, too, have you noticed it used to be in the old days, they'd say, well, 
they're having more trouble in the family because they don't have a lot of money or money. To, I think it's anywhere and everywhere. I don't care if you have a billion dollars in the bank. Absolutely. Homes we don't emotional. find that it's People much are emotional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When yeah people like you said, Paul, uh, are so caught up in not being curious about the other thing, other person, I mean, other person. But I brought up the good old world of, see, what happens with the body health is the body has this evaporation, and that evaporation is your health. And uh, not, no, it's a new study all over the world. But the thing about it is, is that stimulates emotion, and our emotions today are causing diseases, symptoms, problems. And our way of good old, I call it good old-fashioned manners. I used to teach uh, to help the Amer- um, Miss America pageant stuff in our community with what I trained the girls, get them ready. But I taught them manners first because then you learn how to compete with each other, get along with each other as you're competing, and get them to be comfortable about who they are. That if she, they should fall down and trip, they're going to stand, stand up, not look around, go forward, but be polite to everybody at all times. Be polite. But we only have a moment left. Uh, Carol, mm-hmm. how would you like to close? Oh, well, we'd like to say thank you so much for having us and to invite people to find out more about our work at our website, relationshipbydesign.com, where we have a wealth of articles that we and our partners have written. We have the calendar of events, the description of our workshops, and a wide-open invitation to call us for a free 15-minute conversation. So we do okay, to now, meet Paul, anybody. how would you... Mm-hmm. Paul, how would you like to close? I would like to close by saying that um, we all, many people hold relationships as mysterious, uh, don't know why they're ups and downs, uh, and um, there are. Every relationship includes upsets, disappointments, and frustrations from time to time, and Though, if when you get curious, when you do get curious, uh, which happens in our workshops, you can see what is driving those upsets and frustrations. Okay, I'm and so sorry. I'm sorry that we've we've believe it or not, it's done the show. But <laughs> I want to thank you both for what you're doing. I think it's very very important to what you're doing right. for the health of our our uh, society out there. Keep up the good work, and if you ever want a topic to come on, let us know. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bless you both. Thank you for coming on. Bye-bye. Listeners, you know, I always say after every show, we learn so much from our guests from all over the world that come on, scientifically or emotions or scientifically your health. We study that, and studying that behavior of your health You must study it. You need to take responsibility also for your life and your treatments. But thank you for listening. Earth is whispering. Put a special child in your hands and love that child. Make them their perfect. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, 
environment, and the power of water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. 